Welcome to Pull Up the Tape Podcast, the podcast that keeps you connected by providing all the hottest and most current takes in the world of sports. This podcast is a full version of today's episode. Lastly, share this podcast with anyone you know that loves basketball, boxing, football, MMA, and soccer. It's greatly appreciated. Happy listening and enjoy the episode. My name is Michael Delu. Today is Friday, September 30th, 2022. Happy Friday, y'all. And this is episode 101 of Pull Up the Tape. All right, I know it's been a fucking long ass time since I recorded this podcast and put it out. Last time I recorded the podcast, the conference finals in the NBA was happening, and now it's week four of the NFL. A very, very long ass time, and my apologies. I, don't, I know you guys don't give a fuck why it took so long. And the only way to show that something like that won't happen again is to stay consistent and keep this train rolling. Get to episode 150, get to episode 200, get to episode 250, episode 300. But a lot of good things and a lot of bad things that happened since the last time I recorded an episode. A lot of ups and downs in my life or whatever, whatever the case may be. I'm still here and I'm coming back with this shit and I'm, I'm going to keep it going, all right? I'm going to try and get this shit as consistent as possible, all right? With that being said, let's just get right into the politics, all right? Like I said, last time I recorded this podcast, the conference finals in basketball announced week four in the NFL. And a great game on Thursday night. Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Miami Dolphins 27-15. And Miami picked up their first loss of the season. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a a thousand percent honest. I thought the Bengals will win this game for various reasons. One I, th- I don't think the Bengals are as bad as their record showed them. And, you know, the first two games of the season, they lost in overtime. And the next two games, they've played good football. I mean, not, I wouldn't say good football. It's, it's decent football. But at the end of the day, in the NFL, all it really boils down to is can you get a W at the end of the day? Sometimes it really doesn't matter how ugly or how whatever the case may be, how how ugly or how pretty you win or whatever the case may be. A win is a win. A loss is a loss. Even if you look great in a loss, a loss is a loss, okay? And one of the biggest reasons why I thought the Bengals were going to be able to one-up the, the Dolphins is because it's an extremely, extremely, extremely short turnaround for the Dolphins' defense. The Dolphins' defense played 90 snaps on Sunday against the Bills. They played 90 snaps against the Bills. That was double, double what the Bills defense played in the same game, in the same game. Bills defense was chilling on the sideline for most of the game. I repeat, the Dolphins defense played 90 snaps on Sunday. So being that and being that, you know, it's it's a Thursday night game, very, very short turnaround. In my head, I'm like, you know what? I just don't I just don't see the Bills defense, not the Bills defense, the Dolphins defense being able to sustain and control T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon for an extended period of time. And that's essentially what we saw. You saw in the second half, since he was getting a lot, a lot, a lot, since he had like off the top of my head, about four or five plays of more than 20 yards. I know T. Higgins caught a touchdown pass. Jamar Chase had a deep, a deep pass, a deep touchdown. I mean, not not a, uh, a deep reception. Tyler Boyd had a deep reception. Um, 
they had a trick play, and there's one more play that I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but you could just tell towards the end of the game and specifically in the second half and specifically the fourth quarter, man, the Dolphins' defense, they were just out there like, man, this is a lot. Like, you know, like I said, in, in some of those plays, like T. Higgins beats Eric Rowe for a touchdown pass. Like, that, all that, bad technique, and bad technique is a result of the fact that, you know, these DBs are tired are gas are exhausted. You know what I mean? Like they've their body's been asked to do a lot in a short amount of time. Um, one thing I want one thing I want to credit, and I also one of the reasons why I, I thought the Bengals would win is their offensive line. Okay, let me let me let me throw some stats out there for you guys. So week one, the Bengals had seven gave up seven sacks. Joe Burrow sacked seven, seven times against the Steelers. Week two against the Cowboys, he was sacked. Sacked six times. Michael Parsons went crazy. Week three, he was sacked twice against the Jets. And week four, yesterday's game, he was only sacked once. So you can see, you know, the, the offensive line is continuing to gel. They they put it, they, they brought in Lyle Collins. They've, you know, retooled the offensive line, brought in some guys to compete, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you know, become a competent unit and, you know, actually get Joe Burrow the protection that he needs to do do what he does best, which is, you know, dissect defenses. I mean, he has weapons. He has he has a Lamborghini Urus on the outside. On the other side of the field, the Lamborghini Urus, for those of you guys who don't know, is Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is the S-Class Benz. And in the slot, feel me, they have Tyler Boyd. Feel me, Model X Tesla. You feel me? Joe, Joe Burrow got toys. You feel me? So... If they can just protect him, if they can just protect him, and I've always said this over and over and over again, especially in the NFL, this is this this is this is any professional sport. If you have a competent offense, if you have a competent offense, you are always going to have a chance to win a game. That's whether it's the NFL, college, high school, pop fucking Warner, Madden. If you have a competent offense. There is a chance you can win the game. Joe Burrow, 20 of 31, 287 yards, a touchdown. Joe Mixon, 24 carries, 61 yards, a touchdown. T. Higgins, seven receptions, 124 yards, a touchdown. Jamar Chase, four receptions, 81 yards. I mean, did his thing. I mean, wasn't the best outing for the Cincinnati Bengals, but nevertheless, a win is a win. I mean, it is what it is. Like you, Look, I'm, I'm a Jaguars fan, and, you know, we're, we're looking like I don't give a fuck. I if the Jaguars look, let me tell you something. If the Jaguars win 2-0 on Sunday. I don't give a fuck. A win is a win. When at, at certain points, especially like, you know, when when the season later on in the season, whatever case may be, when these Thursday night games start to become more brutal and whatever case may be, as is as in like, you know, at as the course of the season goes, you know what I mean? It starts to get really, really taxing on the human body and on these players' bodies. And, you know, when you can get wins on Thursday night football, when it's a short week and, you know, there isn't really there isn't really um, much downtime in between two games. Like you play from Sunday to Monday night to Thursday night. It's, you know, it can be taxing in the travel, whatever the case may be. But, yeah, shout out to the Bengals for getting the W in their home crowd. You feel me? They look good in their uniforms. Icy. Helmets icy. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So let me get to the Dolphins. So as we know, Tua's, Tua got knocked out of the game in the second quarter, and you know I'm not gonna really talk too much about Tua's uh, Tua's stats. It was it was it was all right, nothing crazy, nothing less. And I'm a, I'm gonna I'm highlight the Tua situation a little later on the podcast. Teddy Bridgewater 
I mean, he is what he is. He's a backup quarterback at this point in his career. I mean, I mean, he looked good until he didn't. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Like at a certain point, I believe, I think I can't remember who exactly said this, but it was a uh, some sort some scout said this in uh, the NBA, and I feel like this applies to the NFL. I mean, by a player's fourth year in the league. That and this this applies to any professional sport. They are who they are. Okay, you take you take away their best season and their worst season, and what's ever in the middle is who they are. All right, and like I said, you know, backup quarterbacks—they're not, you know, they're not just gonna oh my god wow you whatever case may be. Like Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is a you know decent, very a good a good backup, but. I wouldn't want him to be my starting quarterback. He went 14 to 23, 186 yards, a touchdown. Essentially, like I said, he looked good until he didn't. Um, and he didn't look good when he threw the essentially the game stealing interception. A miscommunication with him and between him and Mike Gusecki on that route. And um honestly, that's that's as he gets more and more first team reps, which you know I can obviously tell. Obviously, based on the tour situation, he's gonna get a lot of those moving forward. Because I mean, in if if thing if the Miami Dolphins don't fucking fumble this situation, we probably won't see Tua until like the end of October. Because what I seen from and I don't want to talk too much about Tua right now. I'll, I'll say that for later. But what I seen was just absolutely fucking asinine. Uh, Raheem Mostert, 15 carries, 69 yards. Tyreek Hill had a very big game. He had 10 catches for 160 yards. Jalen Waddle didn't have the best game. He only had two catches for 39 yards. Only gave me five points for my fantasy team. Woo woo! Like, oh man, that fucking sucks for me. Um, in terms of the Miami Dolphins, I I think their defense played played good. I mean, I I, I feel like at a certain point, it even despite the fact that Tua went out in the game, it looked like the Dolphins possibly could win this game and you know, um, and come out with a W. I mean, not even just win the game, like you know, beat the spread. And come up with the W, but unfortunately that's not what happened. You know, it was a it was a very tight game down the stretch of the fourth quarter. And then Teddy Bridgewater threw that interception. And then, you know, that pretty much sealed it. It is what it is. Credit to Dolphins defense for standing so tall for three quarters. The Bengals offense got into the red zone multiple times. And the Dolphins defense shut the fucking door on them every single most of the time. Uh besides from what I remember, I know they got a they got a touchdown in the first quarter. And I feel like their next touchdown came when T. Higgins, T. Higgins, uh, burned Eric Rowe, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, Dolphins defense played 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 admirable, respectable, considering the situation they were in on Sunday. And you know, I, they played their hearts out, whatever the case may be. I mean, the Dolphins fought hard, but it just seemed like once Teddy Bridgewater threw the interception, I, as I said, game game sealed, game sealed over. And as I said before. As time goes by, and hit, the more reps he gets, because you know he's probably going to be the starting quarterback for the next you know three, three week, three four weeks, if all goes well, and you know two is able to rest and get healthy. I mean, I expect better performances from him. You know, like I, like I said, I don't I don't think that I don't think that the Dolphins' season is necessarily over because for the most part, like you know the Dolphins' offense, Mike McDaniel's offense, they're not really asking Tua to do like to be. Oh my God, the fucking lightsaber! Like, oh my God, to a carry us! Like, look, they, hey, just like the Bengals, just like the Bengals, the Dolphins have some some wep- some toys on the outside. You know what I mean, 
Hey, Jalen Waddle, shit, he S class Benz, 550, Tariq Hill, Ferrari, shit. Mike Gusecki, good tight end. They have a good running game. Raheem, like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't need, like, oh, my God, superstar quarterback, whatever the case may be. They just need somebody who can get the ball in the playmakers' hands. The playmakers, who they, they know who they are. They rack up that yak. You feel me? They, they, they rack up that yak. They go crazy, and they get, they get the job done. Like, it's, it's, no, it's no accident that the Dolphins came into this game 3-0. and And they have a complimentary defense to play complimentary football. Now. Let me get to this whole, let me get to this fucking Tua situation. And let me start off by saying, and I, and I wholeheartedly b- believe this. Tua Tungavailoa shouldn't have played today. He shouldn't have played even if the game was on Sunday. And he definitely shouldn't have played in the second half in the game against the Bills. I was watching that game. I was watching the game because, you know, my Jaguars were playing at the 1 o'clock slot on the West Coast because they're in SoFi Stadium fucking the Chargers up, whatever the case may be. So the 10 o'clock game, the 10 10 o'clock slot that they usually play in was free. So I watched the Bills versus Dolphins game, and I seen Tua get hurt. I seen Tua look concussed on the field, whatever the case may be. And once I seen that, I was just like, you know what? The Dolphins are not going to win this game. Tua's not going to come back, whatever the case may be. Lo and behold... Lo and behold, somehow Tua comes back into the game and finishes the game. And in my head, I'm just like, how the fuck? Why, why the fuck did Tua finish the game? How the fuck did Tua finish the game? After the game, the Dolphins fucking shit show of an organization are talking about, oh, yeah, no, nah, Tua didn't have a head injury. He had a back injury. And in my head, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Stop the cap. Stop the fucking cap. That wasn't no fucking back injury. The nigga got up and was like, where the fuck am I? The nigga got up, knee buckled, almost fell straight. Like, come, that was no fucking back injury. What the fuck was that? Get, get the fuck out. Look, as I said, Tua shouldn't have played yesterday's game. He shouldn't have played week four, even if they were playing on Sunday. And he for sure shouldn't have played in the second half. And let me, let me, let me say this, because this, this is like one of the most fucking, the, the weirdest things I've I seen. First and foremost, Amazon, what the fuck are you doing replaying the video of Tua's head being smacked into the ground over and 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 over over again? That was fucking terrible. And then on top of that, why are you guys zooming in on Tua's hands? I'm telling y'all, that shit looked fucking crazy. Tua looked like he was like, and I, 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 I'm not, I am not, I repeat, I am not trying to make fun of or make, or make light of Tua's injury or whatever the case may be, but Tua's hands looked like he was throwing up like four different hoods. Tua, bro, Tua's hands looked crazy. And I was watching that shit like, is, bro, is Tua going to die? Bro, oh my God. And for, I, I was so shocked that I, I, I ended up watching so many different videos to like get an explanation as to what's happening or what happened to him on the field. And the, res, the response and definition I got from what I saw on the field is called fencing. And it's the medical term for essentially it happens when your brain receives excessive trauma. 
And it, it's no it's no different from when someone starts seizing up and shaking or whatever the case may be. It's like involuntary motion that's that's that the it's the brain firing off neurons or whatever the case may be, and that's that's the body's physical response to trauma. And that right there, that, the Miami Dolphins can't sit here and say, Oh, that's a fucking back that was no fucking back injury. It it was no different from what the fuck we saw on on Sunday. That's why in my head I'm like, all right. But the saving grace is Tua was discharged from the hospital and will travel back with the team on tonight or yesterday. He traveled back with the team, which is good. That's very, very good. But from the Buffalo game to Thursday, it was quite apparent Tua had a fucking concussion. A, a fucking second grader could have seen that Tua had a fucking concussion. A second grader could have seen that Tua had a concussion. So the fact that I don't, I don't, I don't know where this back fucking shit is. like, and 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 what I'm gonna say is, oh my god, oh my, do you know how fucking terrible the NFL looks now? Look, look, look. And if like I I I remember uh, this might have been a couple years ago, just reading reports that you know in 20 years the NFL won't even be a thing because of all the head injuries, the trauma, the injury, like the just the the CTE, the concussions, like. Just rampant, like, and and what it causes players in the long run, you know, they're risking, like, you know, these players are risking their twenties and their and and you know, the prime physical years of their lives to play a game to play the most brutal game on earth that carries side effects that will last them a fucking lifetime. Junior Seau suffered from CTE. Aaron Hernandez suffered from CTE. Countless professional retired football players. Suffer from CTE. And, you know, the NFL is doing their best to clean up this image that, you know, this is a barbaric sport and whatever the case may be, and they care about player safety and blase, 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 bullshit, nigga. Bullshit. But, hey, this is probably the worst thing that could have happened. Thursday night football, a national televised game. People already know what the fuck happened on Sunday. And now this. This looks fucking terrible. And 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 it just it, it's just like it just makes me think like what the fuck is the process for these players to get cleared to play? Like I know there's team doctors, neurologists and whatever case may be and you know I see, I like what I saw happen to Tua on Sunday happens quite often. And Colin Cowherd said this. If a player even shows like they get hit, they stand up and they're shaky, whatever case may be, you're not playing in the next game, buddy. You are not playing in the next game. I don't understand how the fuck, how how, how the fuck like players can look, can appear to be visibly concussed and somehow play in the next game. Talk about they, they passed concussion protocol. How the fuck did he pass concussion protocol? I'm not a doctor or a trained physician or any of that stuff, but you look at Tua in the game against the Bills and he barely can stand. It, it just, it, like, I, I was just so surprised to get the word that he re-entered the game. And as I said before, and I'm going to keep saying this shit, a fucking second grader could have seen that he was concussed. A fucking second grader could see that he was fucking concussed. It, it, it just, it, it's really baffling. It just doesn't make much sense to me. I don't, I just, as... 
I, I, I'm trying to really wrap my brain around what I saw and and the the nature in which I was like it just I, as I said this is a horrible a horrible fucking look for the NFL a horrible fucking look for the NFL um I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this now the Dolphins are a fucking clown show clown show shit show clown show a joke fraudulent. I, I don't know. What, whatever the fuck you want to call the Dolphins, it applies here because they're just a fucking clown. They're, it's just, just a clown show. Like, it's the fucking circus. You got an owner that's already suspended. Chris Jeer, the GM. Mike McDaniels, oh, it's a back injury, whatever case may be. The trainers, the doctors. Who the fuck cleared Tua to play? Like, I, I that that's... Hey, people need to be held accountable. Questions need... The right questions need to be answered and asked. A thorough investigation. You know the crazy thing is they the NFLPA already opened an investigation on them on Sunday, and now this happens. Fucking clown show. I I I I I just don't understand. I I don't get it. I don't understand. My prayers are. I, I I'm praying to like because people don't understand. Like man, as a fan, that shit really bothered me to see to see that because. I just get the sense, not even the sense, I know that that could have been avoided. I know for a fact that could have been avoided. And to see Tua lying there like that, hands looking, fingers, hands looking fucking crazy, thinking like, bro, it's too, like, because I'm not, I'm not going to lie, as soon as I seen that, in my head I was just hoping, like, I hope Tua doesn't have a neck injury, and... The first thing I thought of was Ryan Shazier when he hurt his when he hurt his back, and Ryan Shazier was forced to retire right after that. Like it just it, Ryan Shazier is lucky to even be able to walk now. And I see that, and in my head, I'm just like, wow, this is this is crazy. And to see like the fact that the player, the Dolphins players, were able to shake it off and like. And be able to play the game the way they did and, you know, keep the game tight, man. Credit to them because I know these guys are millionaires. They make a lot of fucking money playing football, but they're human at the end of the day. They have family. People have died on the football field. People's lives have been altered for forever as a result of the game of football. Ryan Shazier. Ryan Shazier. With that being said, that concludes episode 101 of Pull Up the Tape. Hey, you already know what the fuck it is. Hey, you already know the vibes. Whoa. Hey, long live my brother. Long live Pot Smoke. Whoa. Long live Nip. You already know who we do it for. Hey, man, the marathon continue. Hey, long live, long live Gigi. Long live Kobe. Long live Vaughn. Hey, free Chef G, free Pooh Shice. You already know what the fuck is going on. Hey, long live Mac Miller, too. Hey, on a day, homies, I'm out this bitch. Hey. Hey, I'm back, baby. Come back season. Come back season. I'm back.